Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Actually Do You Know What podcast. And uh, for the first time in three weeks, I think, the two of us are actually here side by side to record yeah. the podcast, which is um, a step back to normality, I suppose, to an extent. Um, obviously, if you've been listening over the last few weeks, it, it's just been the case that schedules haven't lined up and there's been difficulties and, and things like that. So we um, we went out on our own kind of each week and then Luke did last week. So um, it, no, it's good to be back with the two of us in the room. It, it's a bit easier yeah. to have the conversation with someone else rather than speaking by yourself. Like, I don't know, when I was recording it, it was like, it just felt strange, you know, because you're kind of, you were think like you were saying your thoughts, you know, yeah, and you were hoping or trying to think that there's someone on the other side, but at the same time, like you can't yeah. think that much in the future. Yeah, I know for the the last episode that I was recording, uh, I said it to Dean already. I think I might have said it as well, but um, I completely switched topics. I tried to record about um the Communist Party in China and the whole uh, social credit system, but I recorded like seven <laughs> test episodes and. <laughs> They were just so bad. Like, I was going off on big tangents, and I'd be like, oh, well, actually, I don't know, did I say that, or was it the fucking one, three tries ago? So I just did a, a quick philosophy experiments one, but at least, like, if I was doing that in person, Dean would be like, hold on, like, you, that's not the right thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like, it was kind of, um, it was a bit more, it was, like, obviously it was more difficult or whatever, especially if you were, neither of us, recorded now or we both got under that but um yeah. it's just um it's easier to be kept in check i suppose like you're saying with the two of us being here whereas you can tend to ramble a bit and when you're rambling it becomes a sense of that you keep repeating what you're saying and things like that and at the same time you know i think it went probably better than we might have hoped yeah like if you think of it or when either of us were thinking of it first off it was like fucking hell how am i supposed to sit down for whatever half an hour 40 minutes and um and just speak but i think it, it went well and it was probably a decent experience for us and makes us realize maybe how much easier it is to do this with someone else yeah um yeah and then for this week's episode again like we're both pretty busy so like in terms of prep and stuff it's a bit lackluster but at the same time our main focus right now is to just keep putting out content to keep putting things out and not lose momentum of the show i mean it would have been easy you know we took a week off it would have been easy for us to, you know, take the next week off and the next week off, but we're like, yeah. fuck it, like, we're as well keep this thing going while it's running. Um, so with with today's episode, the top, we were, we were, you know, we were sitting there and uh, by ourselves and talking to each other on the phone or whatever, um, trying to think of what we should do, and neither of us had massive inclinations. Yeah. And then Luke kind of came up with the idea of talking about the state of. Uh, maybe not the current state of like Joe Biden and the fact that it really does seem like he's a sick man in in the presidency and then yeah. I thought that that could be intermingled with you know the American presidency as a whole and just kind of the corruption that surrounds that and then we kind of said that you know that might be a decent segue to um, the certain the current state of COVID because obviously people judge how. <laughs> how the situ situation's being dealt with by who's in the office. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see what we get to in those, but that's the plan anyways. You know, if we can fill it up with just the two, yeah. that, that's perfect, you know. Yeah, um, it does seem like we put a good bit of thought into this, but <laughs> um, I just went through my big long list of ideas that probably only a quarter of them are usable. And I saw if the even. <laughs> if even, yeah. But... Um, I saw the Joe Biden thing and I regularly watch Joe Biden clips because they're really funny. Like he's, it's almost sad how bad he's gone. Like his, his brain, I don't think exists anymore. It's just mush. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I have a few clips lined up. We might play them, we might not, but just, it's as if they put him up there and he, he just doesn't know what he's going to say. He just starts sentences and hopes they finish in the right place. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, every time that happens, it seems like he's doing okay up to a certain extent when he's on script and then he goes off script. That's yeah. And you can imagine the people behind the cameras panicking like shit, not knowing what he's going to say. Oh um, my God, yeah. And, and it just kind of, I don't know, I think it says a lot as well about how 
the media in America portrays, you know, who's in charge. Yeah. Because obviously, at most of the popular media, bear, let's say Fox, it would be left leaning. So they're not really going to bash a Democratic president. Mm. And that seems to be what they did with Joe Biden because he he really is not in a fit enough state to, to run the most powerful country in the yeah. world. Like, I think his big saving grace is that he beat Donald Trump. Like, if if he was against someone else that was actually reasonable, um, like, the, he'd be getting so much more slander. But because it was either him or Donald Trump, yeah. it's the better of two of two evils, like, but the lesser of two evils, I mean. But, um, like, there's loads of stories. Um, I was looking up about Joe Biden, looking up clips, which, by the way, are very hard to find, which I don't think is a coincidence. <clears throat> <laughs> Um, no but um, loads of stories that I just hadn't heard about of him uh, maybe inappropriately touching females not so much out of maybe the Donald Trump um, type of you know predatory type thing but just him being completely out of it and there's so many stories but nothing about it and I think it's just that you know, what are you going to do? It's just going to rile up the Trump supporters if he's actually... Yeah, well, like, with that with that election, it was all... It wasn't even voting for Joe Biden. It was just voting for who wasn't Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, And, and that kind of, like... Obviously, I understand that point of view. But at the same time, it should have been important for people to look at who was the opposition to Donald Trump and realise that that man is not capable of being the president. And yeah. then, like... But see, that's the problem with the way it is in America because it's a two-party mm. company... Or, country um so like people have this view that it's either republican or democrat and you have to stick between those lines whereas like you know there is other parties and there's like there's always a third person i think that can be voted for in the final elections but they just never get votes because yeah because people are so stuck up in the ways of it being this two-party country yeah and they sort of have to be so extreme like it's not like you can't have two parties and them be similar like they have to be so yeah so opposite like yeah they have to disagree on everything and like all that does is make them bog down more and more and yeah. you know dig deeper and deeper into their trenches yeah and it just causes a worse divide you know you can see as well though um how much sort of just fake opinions that they have uh like there's a clip of joe biden back in the day being against gay marriage and now he's all for it like just because Trump said something bad about gays before or something. It's just, it's not a, even that he did, but just it's virtue li- signaling type of shit. Yeah, it's lifelong politicians just go with the with the general opinion yeah. of the country. Whatever will get them the most votes, that's what they're going to go with. And like, it's nothing outside of that. Or even, like, it's like the case with so many presidents. Like, you know, they come in acting the nice guy. Obviously, Trump didn't do that. But like, listen, even Obama before that. Yeah. Like, you come in acting the nice guy and then you just decide that you're going to kill, like, millions and millions of innocent people in the Middle East. Yeah. And that seems to be, like, just brushed over, do you know? Yeah, that was one thing as well. Um, I used to think was that, not that it wasn't that bad, but I was like, oh, the Middle Easterns are very, very bad people, so let the US do whatever. But now you sort of realise, when you grow up, it's like, hold on a minute, like... <laughs> it's like, this is really, like, it's it's a... It's a it's a genocide to an extent. Like, it's not a genocide I, for the purpose of a being a genocide, yeah. you know? I think what really opened a lot of people's eyes, though, was um, the recent thing um, with the Taliban coming back into power in a, mm. in a big way. Their public spokesmen were so articulate. They were better than the US spokespeople. I don't know, did you see their news releases? But the Taliban were convincing, like, loads of people. It was almost the case that these... You know, like the Instagram activist people. Yeah. They were like, it was almost a case that they were reposting Taliban things because the Taliban were so smart about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing the victim, kind of. Not even playing the victim, but like, they're releasing stuff like, um, you know, we don't want a war. We want freedom. We want want our country back to how it is. This war has been going on for 20 years Mm. or however long. And all we've, all that's happened is civilians have died. And you're like, do you know what? You're not actually that bad like i'd be obviously whatever like well look, look, look it's like you can view that the same way as like irish people would view yeah. the ra but the only difference is kind of that the taliban's rule obviously is a bit more sinister than like if the ra had 
one, I suppose, would be the way yeah. of putting it. Like, like the Ra <clears throat> never kind of fought so that, that the IRA would be the leading group of the country. They just fought yeah. for the freedom, whereas the Taliban are fighting for the freedom plus the ruling of the country. Yeah, and the ruling sort of is Sharia law, which is a bit of a... Yeah, a bit uh, a bit on the more sinister side. Yeah. But, but um, like, it, it, there was this guy who makes... He has his own show on YouTube or whatever. He's called Jimmy Dore. I don't know if you've ever seen him. I watched him a good bit leading up to the election because, like, it's mainly political commentary that he does. And, like, he's neither side, you know? Yeah. Like, he's anti-establishment the way the establishment is at the minute. And, like, it just you listen to some of the articles this like he he's read out he would read out and things like that and you just realize how terrible a thing it is like they're tracking let's say phones or whatever there could be a phone at a wedding that person who they're trying to kill might even be at the wedding and they just do a drone strike and kill yeah. everyone there and the thing is that like when trump was in it was like oh the big orange bad guy is keeping people in cages at the border yeah and it's like yeah, but he's also carrying on what Obama did, and now Biden's carrying on what he did in the Middle East of just causing bother. Yeah. Phantom Trump probably did less than Obama. No, like, this is actually a fact. Like, people were criticizing Trump on his um, sort of stance on the Middle East or whatever. The f- the first, however long, uh, like, as soon as Biden came into office, he sent a record number, like, an absolute all-time high number of drone strikes, and, yeah. uh, like, the engagement was at an all-time high, and... I think that's when you sort of realise, like, I don't know. It's a bit of a shambles, like, that it's just straight away throw so more soldiers into the Middle East. Like, and if Joe Biden saying that, obviously it's just someone whispering in his, in his ear and him yeah. saying, yeah. But yeah, see, it's like it, the American presidents aren't um, as all-powerful as it's made out to be at all. Yeah. Okay, here um, in 2016... America dropped 26,171 bombs. That's ridiculous. And that that was the final year of Obama being um, president. When Obama was a good guy. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. And it's so much about perspective and about how um, they're perceived due to what the media says. Yeah. Um, but as well, like, it's not even a joke. Like, if one of the presidents... Firstly, they wouldn't get into office if they were against the war. That's just a fact. Mm. But if they got to office and then they said let's stop the war they're gonna you know have a mysterious heart attack or slip down the stairs or something or get assassinated while they're driving in their car exactly like um i think it was it was roosevelt that brought it up when he was leaving office in like maybe 61 or something that he warned about the military industrial complex so like it had never been brought up so like basically since the second world war America has not not been in a war, you know. Yeah. They're in a constant state of war because it helps that economy. Um, and he brought it up when he was leaving office saying that, like, he feels bad that he was a part of it, but he was, like, trying to warn that yeah. that was the case. And then, obviously, like, the most blatant example of that being, like, aside from them being in a constant war, which is fairly obvious that that does exist, Yeah, there's also the... JFK assassination, which is just clearly a case of he was going against the wishes of certain people who yeah. were involved in certain things, and he didn't get shot by what was Lee it? Harvey Oswald. Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I was listening, I was listening to a podcast actually by it was Joe Rogan and the guy who wrote or he directed. No, he wrote Scareface, but he directed Platoon. I think it's Oliver Stone is his name, but he's like massive into American history and everything mm. and kind of anti like war and all that sort of thing but like uh, like the way they were talking about it like it was just as clear as day that that was not what it was said to be do you know that assassination yeah. was very easily just a ploy yeah i think the the funniest thing about it not that it's a funny yeah no but you'll you'll see where i'm going now <laughs> but like obviously the people who do who done it are very smart be it the cia or whatever the fuck yeah but it's so. It seems obvious as well that they're trying to divert attention by saying, "Do you know what? He got killed by a nice bullet," and then everyone's debating. No, it wasn't a nice bullet. It was this bullet, and then that's the debate. But it's not like 
who actually did it like yeah and you know you obviously you wouldn't see Mythbusters see uh, doing a fucking episode on was it actually the US government that killed thing it's mm. could you kill someone with an ice bullet and then immediately when you think of the JFK assassination it's ice bullet instead of the government or you know yeah like even that that guy was on about like he's tried to make things that have been you know movies that, or documentaries that have been anti-war or whatever and he, like he's he never gets the funding yeah in america because like the american government don't want it to be the case that it's made blatantly obvious to everyone that they are just farming wars you know yeah like not even not alone is it just um it's actually sort of profitable to be in war all the time. Yeah. Um, but I suppose if you're going to think about it in terms of um, like the reason why they'd want a war all the time. Uh, I said this in the previous episode, not the one I released, but the seven other tries that I attempted. But um, one thing that China's doing and America's doing it as well. But let's say for China, for example, they're constantly... Uh, putting out stuff that the US is trying to undermine China the US is uh, trying to destroy China's reputation yeah. and they keep the citizens in check or not question the government because we have bigger problems, the US is knocking on our door and they're going to start a war and the US are doing the same thing it's like well we can't let up on the terrorists because they're going to come over and do 9-11 2.0 yeah. and it's I mentioned it's exactly like uh, in 1994, George Orwell, uh, a bit of a spoiler for the book, like, but um, if you haven't read it, what are you doing? No, but um, <laughs> no, but in the book, um, basically there's three main continents or three main nations and they're always at war with each other. And the nation that the protagonist is in, uh, it's always like, oh, we need to divert our attention to the war efforts. And it's always in a state of war. So they're not questioning the government. But then at yeah. the end of the book, it's revealed there is no war. The government's just dropping bombs on their own people. Obviously, this isn't what the US is doing, but like, yeah. they're they're creating a war because if you're fighting against someone else, you're not fighting with each other. Like, yeah, it creates a sense of yeah togetherness. Exactly. Like, and it's um, like who's going to be questioning, you know, little intricacies and in policies when you're at war? Like, you can it like you can play the moral high ground as well as a politician. You can be like, are you seriously asking about well, parking you know, spaces when our men are dying? Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, it's just such a, like, it's such a powerful tactic, like. Yeah, but like, and, and like that, when you're saying about these constant wars and that's the message you're getting across to your people, like you're invoking such patriotism mm. and hence why so many young people go and join the army yeah. in America, for example. But like, all you have to do is think about all the lives that have been lost over wars that were fought for fucking no reason. Yeah, like it, it's as clear as day why, like not only obviously there's a point of constantly being in war, but like Middle East, for example, like exploitation of resources, um, other wars that have been fought. You know, like Nam, people still don't really know why the fuck, like what was the threat of communism in Vietnam? To it was literally just like a proxy war between America and the Russians. Yeah, like that's basically all the wars that America is in. It's either the terrorists or the Russians. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's communism and terrorism. Communism and ter- ter- terrorism. Jesus. That's the boy. Um, <laughs> Turn into Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Like it, I don't know. It's just, it seems insane. And it seems insane that more people don't talk about the fact that that is such an issue. Like it, politics is such a, you know, you just, you toe the line. Yeah. Especially with the, like I said, lifelong politicians, like it's all about towing the line. Think of all of the people in American government that have been there, you know, for years and years. You think of like your Joe Biden, your Nancy Pelosi, people like that yeah. who, who who have just like how many times have their opinions on, on massive issues changed, yeah. you know, just because that's the opinion of the time. Yeah, you can't always be liked if you have the same opinion. So, yeah, and it, there's nothing they're saying that's outlandish, you know. Like even within Democratic parties or within Republican parties, it's never the head that's coming out saying something crazy, unless it's um, Trump. But he was a bit of a bag I, of spuds, anyways. Like, I'm not gonna say I like Trump, but also, I think he was a bit of a welcome change in that he was so ridiculous. It. it was like no, it was like 
if it was someone who wasn't such a just kind of an asshole and a bit of an idiot yeah that would like that would have been so needed it was like 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 i said before it was like kind of what jfk when jfk came in he kind of wanted to change things you know but obviously they could put up with trump trying or coming in that way because you just laugh him off you know yeah he sort of he sort of outdid himself like because it's sort of hard to gain legitimacy when it you know told grab by the yeah or you know having if if you're all, if you're already on TV when you become the president you're sort of already it is kind of hilarious that he did become the president though I think it's probably one of the funniest things <laughs> like people are like oh my god how could you say that he did such horrible things mm, not really Biden did worse yeah it's like like he's doing I don't think he did anything worse than the other presidents you know he was he was obviously a less inspiring and decent seeming person when he spoke but like realistically he didn't do anything worse than the other presidents have done it's he just was, that was, kind of gets hidden he was very good at inspiring people though in a weird way uh yeah but it was very much it was inspiring a certain group like it was antagonizing half of the population you know that's what you want though if you're a president <laughs> not really you want to divide the country yeah okay fair <laughs> enough well said no no i'm joking but like if we if you redirected trump in a certain way, he could have been good. Yeah, I think if it was someone other than him that came with the same kind of no-nonsense, at- or not no-nonsense attitude, but, like, not con- non-conforming attitude. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, I think he's better than Biden in the sense that Biden is literally just um, a middleman. If you, like, yeah. the, the worst... But when it, Biden comes off worst, it's it's when he's saying his own thoughts. It's, it's clear as day that he was put in office... Like, because it was someone that they could just tell, yeah. say this, do this. Yeah, you know? like, you could see there was a big character assassination type thing of Trump, which was probably well-deserved. Not probably, definitely well-deserved. You know, bringing up past allegations yeah. of whatever and then linking them to the whole Jeffrey Epstein thing mm-hmm. and all that. And Joe Biden is literally fondling women, be it his own innocence, like, but... <laughs> um, and. Fondle women and just not saying anything of substance when he's talking. Yeah. Like, there's a there's a clip. It's one of the funniest Joe Biden clips ever. And he goes, I'm going to tell you something. If there's one thing I know how to do, if there's one thing I know how to get done, it's something how... Never mind. <laughs> and, like, how can you trust that? Uh, like, Trump is a bit of a wordsmith, like. And you yeah. almost trust him a bit more than Biden because yeah it felt like you'd kind of what he said was what he was going to do or what he was thinking you know? yeah it, like you know you honestly don't have a clue what Joe Biden is thinking if he has any thoughts in his head yeah because whatever whatever's being done it's not Joe Biden that's doing it yeah and you can't really attack Joe Biden now because it's like sort of get him out what they're going to do put in another yeah and it's not like this is a massive pro Trump pro Trump uh, podcast this isn't the make yeah. America great again podcast like we're just um yeah it's just kind of we're trying to show the corruption that's involved with with politics in America like it's so much ran by media and by yeah. how these people are portrayed and like obviously Trump was slandered for the whole time that he was in office and like while some of it may have been justified there was another part of it that was like why wasn't why weren't bad things said when other when obama did bad things yeah like i think the best thing about having trump in office don't get me wrong he's a bad president Mm -hmm. he's a bad guy but it was everyone knew that so they're actually criticizing the government and now joe biden is just sort of papering over the cracks and it's like oh joe biden's just an innocent old man he's not gonna yeah, you're wrong. He just bombed half the Middle East. Yeah, and there's actually a bit more of a sort of pervasive issue happening now, where you know Trump was just doing whatever he wanted, really. But Joe Biden isn't doing anything at all. It's the people in the background that are doing all the stuff. Like, yeah, I think it, it, it's such a clear, like, I think before <clears throat> the idea of deep state, and I don't mean deep state in the sense of you know a global government yeah. that runs the world or whatever i mean deep state is in there being people higher than the president and the american government or a group mm. or whatever 
100%. like that was always kind of conspiracy talk. Mm. Whereas the fact that there's now a president in the White House that is a very sick man yeah. that can't, you know, string too many sentences together is the clearest example of the fact that it's not him that's making the decisions. Yeah, like, I don't know, did you even see, um, first, like, we all know Joe Biden can't go off script, but he can't even go on script most of the time. <laughs> like, there's so many <laughs> there's so many videos of him uh, with a teleprompter, and he just can't read. Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, he'll go off script because he can't stay on script, and that's even worse. Yeah. And they're almost like, here, just blame it on your eyesight or something, because we don't want people to think you're actually... Yeah, like, I just... <laughs> I don't understand how people could have looked past it as much as they did. It was so it was such tunnel vision of get rid of Trump that yeah. you don't realize that there's a guy there with that probably has dementia, you know. Definitely does, but like they really should have just done the ballot papers as Trump or not Trump. Like Biden <laughs> didn't even have to be on it. Yeah. You could put like you know that guy that ran in the ran in the London elections, the the binhead, yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. his name was. If you put him in, he'd win. He honestly probably would. Probably would. Because it was a case of uh, just over half the, half the population hated Trump. Do you yeah. know? It wasn't... I don't think there was too many diehard Joe... Well, maybe there was a few diehard Joe Bidens, but like a few years ago, that might have been an okay thing to say. But right now, if, if you're diehard Joe Biden politics, you just kind of... Yeah. Joe not, Biden doesn't know what politics... The real world. Huh? Joe Biden doesn't know what policies he wants. So how do you know? <laughs> like... Yeah, he's just like, excuse me. He like it, it's it's clear as day that it's the case. He's just being told what to say, and I think that's been the case in America in politics for a long, long time. Yeah. Um, and while Trump was a terrible example of a change from that, a change from that's kind of what's needed. And whether that's a case of trying to move the country away from a two-party country, which I don't think will happen, um, or whether it's a case of someone trying to get into office that has something different to say or wants a change of the way yeah. things are, also don't really think that'll happen. You know, there's decent people like, um, what's that woman that ran for president? It's Tulsi Gabbard. Or... Oh. Uh, what's it? Yeah, Tulsi Gabbard. So she ran, I think she was running, and there's this clip of her debate and uh, what's the vice president's name? Kamala Kamala Harris, yeah. Where she just kind of rips her apart. And, and Tulsi Gabbard was in the army, I think. And like mm. a lot of people have called for it that, you know, that should be uh, mandatory for a president that yeah. you have served your time. Which is fair because obviously you're going to come out of the army with a different perspective on yeah. war. Like if you speak to anyone who went to Nam or like obviously people who fought in, in the Second World War, there's not too many of them left. Yeah. But the people who fought in these, even Iraq and stuff like that, like they know how horrible these things are. And I yeah. think the clearest or the best example of it was Nam because there was young American soldiers over there fighting and they didn't know why they were fighting. Yeah. Um, there was a really good documentary series I watched, pretty much all of it, I think, uh, on Netflix. I forget what it's called, but it's about the Vietnam War. Oh, I think I know the one you're on about. Yeah, it was really good. But um, all the lads were literally just saying like, the only reason they wanted to go was because they missed out on serving their country like their fathers did. Yeah. And they wanted to do their part. But then they went over and they were 18, 19 and they were getting absolutely torn to shreds and they didn't even know what they were fighting for. And they were like, hold on a minute, like, what, like, why are we doing this? And then they came back home and then it was like, they just weren't getting any support. And it's like, yeah. Then they realized that um, it was a bit of a, bit of a lost cause like that is just completely corrupt like they're not fighting the war for the sake of the American people if they were fighting the war for the sake of the American people they probably would look after the people who fought in the war yeah. whereas how many people came back and became homeless or became addicted to drugs and things like that yeah. and just got little to no support yeah like even um, people that you think would be very pro um, USA like let's say Jocko Willing mm. um big big podcaster big personality online but he was in the navy seals for since he was like 18 and you might think he's very like pro-us but he's like he didn't really he's not really like oh i love the usa it's more like i love my brothers in the army and i yeah. do anything for them and like if even him he's not a massive patriot uh is he 
I just need to look up something about Jocko. Why? Um, Jocko. Oh no! Yeah, no, he was born in the United States. <laughs> I don't know why I thought he was Canadian. Oh, did he live in Canada? I'm no. Disregard that last part. That was a bit of a, a bit of a, uh, a bad segue. Anyway, but yeah. All right, what else were you gonna say? You were saying that like he, he's not the biggest pro. Yeah, like he's like he, he likes the USA, like but he's not even like oh we needed to do this. Mm. He's like I was doing a. This is my family. Like it wasn't a case of, oh, this is my country. I need to defend it. It was like, yeah. Have you ever seen Platoon? No, mm, I don't think so. Um, Charlie Sheen plays the <sighs> character. Willem Dafoe was in it as well. I know the movie. Yeah. I don't think I've watched it though. Yeah, it's about the Vietnam War, um, and it just kind of. I remember I brought this up before when we were on about, or did I bring it up before when we were on about the conspiracy theories? Did I say the thing about? Um, kind of the way drugs were being used in Vietnam to, and being brought home and stuff like that. Oh yeah, you, you alluded to it a small bit, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, like that's just another case of it showed how desperate, it, like, the situation was because these young people were going over there and they were fighting and, like, you know, there was a lot of heroin being used or yeah. and stuff like that because they just needed to escape it because it was constant misery. You know, you're fighting an enemy that you can't see for a cause that you can't see. Yeah, and you're what nineteen? Like, like imagine us. Like we're older than a lot of the people that would have fought in that war, and the thought of that's crazy. Being in those situations is absolutely insane. With your life on the line every day, like yeah, like um, I I watched um, this is unrelated in in a way, but I watched the siege of uh, Jadotville the last mm. day, and it's about the Irish peacekeeping mission. And yeah, he has a really good Irish accent in it. Who? Um, the main guy. Dornan. It's funny because he's actually is Irish. I know, he's from the north, yeah, and it's a terrible... The UN was established. <laughs> it was actually horrible, but um, yeah, no, because the whole thing of it was that they were an inexperienced army or whatever, and when you look at them, you're like, shit, like, they're my age, and yeah. if I was there, I'd actually shit myself. Like, I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> yeah, and, like, especially when you don't see... Like, if you think about back to World War Two, like, people knew exactly what they were fighting for. You know, you were yeah. fighting against the Nazis because the Nazis were trying to take over all of Europe like you were and kill a lot of people. You were fighting to save the world, literally. Yeah, but like the wars since then, unless it's being fought in your own country and it's a civil war to some extent that you have a deep feelings for, or you have yeah. deep feelings for the cause. Outside of that, I mean, you look at all these wars in other countries where you're not really fighting for anything in particular and you're being fed this bullshit propaganda that you don't 100% buy, but it's kind of just enough to put you over the edge. Do you know, the big reason people are joining the army in the US these days, um, there's actually a stat that uh, people conscripted to the army has actually risen since this TikTok trend. Do you know the, it's like a, it'd be like a, <laughs> a little, I don't even want to hear the end of that sentence. No, it's like, um, there'll be a little thing of videos, like a little compilation of, being on helicopter shooting machine guns and it's that 21 Savage song do you know the song I'm talking about um I'm not um, sure um, it's uh, I, I, should I play it I don't know um, we get copyright <laughs> we're too big we're too, <laughs> no um the thing gets taken down uh yeah but there's a that's the trend there's an actual noticeable change noticeable rise in the amount of people conscripted to the army yeah. because of this trend and it's not even like back in the day it was I need to leave my wife and kids to fight for the sake of yeah. <laughs> America it's like you turned 17 you were like the kids have to be left at home yeah but like now it's like oh I saw the cool yeah. song with the guy shooting machine guns and or even you'd imagine it's a case of like someone that likes you know physical challenges and or like challenging themselves with discipline and stuff like that like I can see the appeal in joining the army for that I almost instance, do it do you know but um, outside of that like people aren't going to join up to fight these wars that they need to yeah. let alone imagine having to join the army when you didn't want to because you were drafted in like yeah I don't know it's just um, yeah I suppose this is a bit of a tangent but uh, the connection there between the military industrial complex and the corruption that's involved with uh, who's president is just, it's massive, you know, and it's a very tough thing to 
move away from now that mm-hmm. it's so deeply embedded in in the in the government yeah. and in even like American culture yeah. or society that like the army is fighting all these worthwhile causes abroad, you know. Yeah. I don't even think the people uh want the the, the war to stop because um they pulled out a when the US pulled out a wherever the fuck they were wherever the Taliban is and the Taliban came to power. No. Yeah, um Middle East. I'll just say Middle East. I think it's Afghanistan. It's pretty sure, yeah, but I'm to be honest, there's so many You'd want to say something wrong. No, like it's over the past however long it's been Oh yeah, Iraq, Iran, everywhere. Iraq, yeah, yeah. Afghanistan mm-hmm. here, there, everywhere. But when they pulled out they were like, Hold on, you've let them get back. The last twenty years has been for nothing or last however long. Yeah, it was, been for I think it was twenty, yeah. And now we're not uh fulfilling our duty of uh protecting the world and then it's like maybe we should keep there because you can't stop now that you've started. Yeah, was and it? it's like if you get out of there, the Taliban are gonna come over. That's what the, that's what the people are thinking. Mm. It's like if you leave and let them get powerful, they're gonna decimate America. Yeah, which I think is a bit of a silly notion. I don't think it's. If you're in America, though, to be honest, you'd, you'd almost think it as well. Maybe, but I don't know. I like. Like a nine eleven two point oh isn't a hard thing to. Oh imagine. yeah, obviously, but uh, yeah. like. Not like a whole invade yeah. the country. <laughs> yeah. I was like, when he said take over America, I was like, what the fuck is this man talking about? <laughs> um, yeah, but it's like, yeah, it was a lose-lose, you know, because how many years had they been saying to get out and then they got out yeah. and the Bad Afghanistan army was just rolled over in like a day. That was actually so embarrassing. Yeah, because they was supposed to be trained by the US as well for the, the last however many was, years. The funniest thing was... The, um, the reporter, no. No, the uh, oh yeah, that was such a weird video. Oh, uh, th- 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 this is the Taliban <laughs> coming down the street. Do you wave at them? And like, <laughs> what do you do? Like, um, no, but like the whole thing of how like the Taliban was trained by the US, yeah, yeah. to combat thing, and then they just got out of control, mm. and then they trained someone else to fight the Taliban. Yeah, and it's like, who did, was the training too good for? <laughs> They're really benefiting, man. <laughs> um, but it was like the Taliban felt like they had everything to fight for because they're yeah. fighting God's war, you know. Whereas the Afghani army was just yeah, they've been pissing about for the last fifteen years with the Americans having a ball over yeah. there. Because the American lads that are conscripting because the TikTok trends are <laughs> taking the reins. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's just there's a lot more. Dis- there's more distasteful things happening in the government in the United States than than the United States government let on, and then everyone else kind of realizes. Yeah. I think, which um, I don't. I even if it was brought to light, I don't know what had happened. You know, I don't know what would change. Yeah, because like even the whole any whistleblower around, do you know where they are? Hiding they're, in Russia, they're hiding somewhere. Like, <laughs> like the that um. Fucking WikiLeaks guy, Edward. No, uh, uh, Julian Assange. Assange, yeah. And then Edward Snowden. Sure, where is he? He's been gone for I don't know how. Yeah, long. he's in Russia, I think. Yeah, and then the Assange guy. He's still. They're still looking for him, and sure, he didn't even unearth that anything. But well, he did. But yeah, anything you'd think that would be too bad. But yeah, well, it's like America has been the leaders of the Western world for the last a hundred years. Yeah. Um. So it's a case of they've kind of controlled media's perception of them to a massive extent where it's always been their enemy is the bad guy and it's never been that they've been doing anything wrong and like if you're living in another country that's had issues with america how would you not hate it how would you not see it as this big massive you know international bully that's doing terrible things to your people yeah like if if you think maybe oh i wouldn't think too badly like most people here in ireland still hate britain we didn't we haven't directly uh suffered from them in a while anyway yeah at least down here in the south like but yeah um, the republic the republic sorry i'm not gonna say this out yeah <laughs> anyway but like if you think about like if your whole family over and wherever was drone striked out yeah. of existence i'm sorry i'd be you'd be i'd become a terrorist i actually would like yeah it's very easy to invoke these people yeah. to go and fight these causes when you're when you're causing the damage that you are yeah like pe- people think that um uh, people sort of romanticize being a in the Ra, at least 
most young lads do anyway. Like if Britain came over here, we'd be in the Ra and if we were living back then, we'd, you know, we'd yeah. be fighting this guerrilla war. And then it's like, right, well, you're saying that if these terrorists, these freedom fighters really are, maybe their their causes are very, very out of whack, but, you know, their whole families or their communities have been drone striked into absolute just dust. And you really think that it's bad for them to to do these acts of terrorism. It obviously is, but you can understand where they're coming from. Yeah. If we were in Britain during the time of the IRA, when they're at the height of their power, we'd think the IRA are animals. And they sort of were, but they needed to be from our point of view. Yeah, but it's a, like the amount of unnecessary damage that's being done. Yeah. Like, I think you'd have less hate in your body if it was a war that was being fought equally on both sides. Yeah. Like the like in, in Japan, let's say for example, like obviously there'd be a lot of hostility still from the bombs that were dropped yeah. or the people that were in, around those times. But you know, it wasn't that you understood why they did it, but like well no, it wasn't that you accepted why they did it, but you understood it was because of the war that was being fought. Yeah. And obviously, Japan were on the wrong side of that war as well and yeah. carried out many atrocities. Like, um, one big um, distinction that I thought was really um, notable was that if you look at that Vietnam documentary they're talking about, mm. the testimonies of soldiers from there about what they thought about killing and what the people, soldiers of World War Two thought, there was, um, obviously there would have been a bit of variance, but the... Um, the Vietnam guy, the, one of the soldiers from the Vietnam documentary, he said, I just didn't like killing people. It was one of the worst things I've ever had to do. But I'd kill every slit-eyed... Yeah, yeah, I think I remember and that. And he, like, he was like, I thought they were subhuman. Like, I saw them, you know, blow up one of my... Mm. He goes, I didn't like killing them. I'd only killed one person before that, and I was absolutely riddled with grief and regret. But then I saw one of my friends get blew up, blow up, and I decided I'd kill every, and he named out every racial slur in the book. Yeah. And then you look at the World War II soldiers and the, they were like, at the end of the war, I had as much sympathy for the German soldiers as I did for my own men yeah. because they were fighting the same. They were just these young men on the other side yeah. of the war just following orders as he well. Was, and one of the guys, actually, this is a quote, he was like, "I they were the Germans are good fighters. I'd have them on my side any day. I'd rather fight with them than against them. Yeah. You know, alongside them than against them. And yeah, it's like, yeah. There's none of this hostility. It's just that we both have to fight this war and we just have to do it. Yeah, I mean, the way in which the wars were fought as well, like like there was a difference, let's say, between how they viewed the German soldiers and how they viewed the Japanese. Yeah. Like, they had far more distaste for the Japanese soldiers because of their style of fight and that would have been more similar to Vietnam. Japanese were dogs. Dogs. dogs that's, not even, that's not even racist. That's just because they're absolute filthy. Like, look up any anything about the Japanese army or you know, yeah, but it was like they it came to a point where they had to shoot every dead body that they saw that was Japanese because it could be someone just lying there pretending to be yeah. dead, waiting to blow themselves up with a grenade and take one or two soldiers with them. Yeah, um, but yeah, like those were you know, like in World War Two, the hostility wasn't there as much because afterwards you could see why it was fight why it was fought, whereas like. Like, I'm just looking up at a article here from a few years ago, and it was an airstrike in Yemen uh, that hit a school and killed 42 kids. Yeah. And you're just like, what, um, like what thought process? It, but it's not even what thought process. I think it's come to a stage where it's, it's so normalized that they just don't really care as much. Do you know? Yeah. Like, they're not being as careful as they could be, or they're not... If they really believed what they say they believe, that they want to get rid of terrorism and this and that, I think the war would be fought in a different way over there than it is. Yeah, like, I was just looking up stats there um, about the amount of civilians. Like, it says here there's like 71,000 of the casualties have been civilians, which is like a third... um, it says since 2001 in Afghanistan and Pakistan, the the amount of civilians killed has been 71,000. Like, that's, that's, like... That, yeah, for this war that's... We're fighting, they're, not we're, they're fighting on the premise of we don't want another 9-11, and that's... That's way worse than 9-11. That's, 
th- thousands of nine, well, not thousands, whatever the amount. Mm. That's multiple, multiple 9-11s. And even I looked up that stat and there's just a picture of like five dead children. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's very easy to have um, that much hatred in you when you see that happening to your people. Mm. I think everyone um, should be able to realize that and kind of connect to it to a certain extent to realize that that could be yeah. you, that could be your family, whatever. Um, and this has kind of gone off on a big tangent, but I mean, like, it's a whole case of whoever's in the presidency isn't going to change anything. Do you know that's they kind can't, of, and if if they want to, they won't get there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's why people need to realize that someone like Joe Biden in in the office is not going to do any good. Like, on a massive scale, on a, on a population wide yeah. scale, he's just going to keep on keeping on like. Like realistically, the man couldn't. I don't think there was more chance of plan something out. There was more chance of Trump doing something good than Biden, because Trump would actually go against the government. Yeah, you know, in 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 some sort of way. Yeah, I think they were just like. I think it was a case of when JFK did it. It was like um, they could kill him and get away with it, whereas I don't think they would now. And it was just as easy because he was such an idiot that you could slander him. And but you could even see like if he had redirected his his um, energy another way, like he. he Sort of incited them to storm the Capitol building, like yeah. And just, Biden's not going to be able to do that. He can't even speak. Like, <laughs> and just imagine if Trump had some actual good intentions. Yeah, what he could do. Yeah, like I think the whole inciting to storm the Capitol as well was like, like if there was one thing that showed how selfish and egotistical he was, yeah, it was that you know, like and he had like he obviously knew he had that in his locker. That he had a certain amount of followers that were diehards to such an extent that they yeah. do that. But, like, that just shows you, he literally committed treason and he's not dead. <laughs> but like, so, before even a hint of thinking about maybe committing treason at some time in the future, he yeah. killed. He did it openly. Yeah. And he's still popping about, like... Uh, yeah, I think, it, like, the big difference is between America and the countries that are recognised excuse me, as the bad guys, is that America has kind of developed its way of dealing with anti-establishment, anti-government, anti-country problems, whereas, like, in Russia, you probably still get assassinated. Yeah. Um, America seems to have more of, like, um, like, they'll plant people in just to discredit the cause. Yeah. Like, oh... I'm pretty sure that's been done. That was done with some uh, riots and stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like there's there's um there's like accounts of people at the riots and there's like clearly cops and they're like, "Hey, let's go storm this building and kill these innocent women and children." <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> It's like um like the most obvious undercover cops like their yeah. badges are almost shown. It's like let's incite a level of violence that would get us slandered in the news. Yeah. How yeah. about that? That's a big <laughs> Yeah, it's like they're just doing like they're dealing with their quote-unquote treason problems um, in a democratic state, whereas in a more communist state, obviously, this government can blatantly get away with more things. Yeah. But it, it's still, like, it doesn't... It doesn't discredit the point of them being as bad and creating as many problems in the world as as they have. I mean, it's just... Like, when you, like when you said that, like, 71,000... Is very too many people to have killed in a war that's not really. I I'd say most people would say it's not worth fighting. Yeah. Um, for no reason, you know. And that that's obviously a conservative number. Like that's. And that's in two countries where they've been fighting this war for whatever twenty years and probably five. Like, yeah. um, I'll see. What did you look up to get that? Just uh, civilian casualties in Afghanistan. I just wrote. Yeah, like, when you look at how many civilian casualties there is, you just sort of think, or, like, I'd rather not do that, like. Uh, <laughs> well, in 2000, number of documented civilian deaths in the Iraq war from 2003 to 2021. In 2006 alone, there was 30,000. It's ridiculous. Alone. I, I wish this had gathered them all in because I don't want to tot up all the years yeah but like okay you have 
1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. You have 11 years between 2003 and 2021 that there's been over 10,000 um, civilian casualties. That's shocking, like. And, and, like, people... Like, even if you want to... Even if you're anti... Um, whatever, if you're some racist that hates people from the Middle East anyways, mm. look at how many American soldiers are going over there dying for a cause that's not worth fighting for. That Like, it's over now, supposedly, you know, like they're out of yeah. Afghanistan. What's changed? Absolutely nothing. Mm. Um, It just, I think it, it really does hammer home that point of there being that military-industrial complex that wants war all the time and that's going to get war all the time because it, it has not stopped since... And when you have the president like um, Eisenhower coming out and saying that when he was leaving office, that that was the message he wanted to leave with to warn people of what Mm. could happen. I don't understand how more people couldn't take direct heed of that, you know? Yeah. Um, It's just, yeah, it's hard hard to kind of, (laughs) I was thinking there, should we double back and go to some of the Joe Biden videos? But that seems like a bit of a leap into... From serious yeah. to we're, we're nonsensical. Just hundreds and thousands of people dying. Massive casualties. And then we're going to go to Joe Biden making a fool of himself. I guess yeah, <laughs> yeah um, that's maybe probably a, a leap we can't make backwards. We're at like 51 minutes. We Are might we? Um, start winding down now because... Yeah, because... Logging a dead horse at the... Yeah, um, yeah, we were thinking of moving on to COVID, but we might save that for another episode maybe. Yeah, it's a bit of a tenuous link. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we got so far into that that it, it was a step away from what we planned, but you're right of it, you know. Yeah. Um, I was thinking for maybe next week's episode. Um, firstly, this one isn't videoed. Um, if you're waiting for the video, I apologise, but I, uh, I might just start putting up more of the previous episode's videos. I'll put up maybe episode nine or whatever it was mm. now, tonight, with this episode. Yeah. And uh, obviously I'll just release the audio of this, whatever. But Yeah. Um, I might get a head start as well on doing the TikTok okay. or something like that. But another thing as well, I might put a I might put up a poll just to see maybe a few video ideas or something because um, just to see where you want us to go with it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Like any feedback we can get at all from it or um, on the episodes we did there for the last three weeks or anything like that or anything yeah. you want to hear just yeah. message us you know yeah there didn't seem to be a link between them um, not a bad thing yeah um, so you're probably guessing you probably don't know what's coming every single week <laughs> like we're just keeping you on your toes yeah next week we're going to do um, we're going to review the Met Gala <laughs> I don't even know what that is but um, oh yeah so might, might call it a day will we yeah 100% yeah alright so um I suppose keep tuned in f- uh, for the next episode. Yeah, thanks for listening as well. So, yeah. See right. you. Good luck.